0: and welcome to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, your host, Liam Caswell. Join me as we lean in, get curious, and take strategic and meaningful action to build our high-performance nursing careers. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, I am sharing a deeply personal experience that I went through recently when I was job searching, and I just kind of wanted to share this so that people know that Not even career coaches get it right sometimes, especially when they're doing it for themselves. So I'm hoping that there's lots of value in here for you today that you can take out for your own nursing journey. Now, for those of you that are kind of newish to the podcast or new listeners, welcome. You can check out my kind of Welcome to High Performance Nursing right at the start, episode one, but I'll give you a quick recap. I have been a nurse now for over 10 years, and I've done quite a few different roles. Um, I've been really privileged and grateful to work in lots of different specialties, different levels of um, education, leadership, tertiary education. I've worked internationally across the UK, Sydney, Canberra, and Fiji. And um, most recently, I chose to relocate back to Sydney, whereby I kind of wanted to um, position myself so that I had more opportunities. And uh that did happen. Um as some of you may have known or noticed I did land a really awesome role. So I've been looking for a job for about a month and a half and that's kind of usually longer than what I would normally search for because typically as you all kind of know nursing jobs kind of come around really easily. There's a lot of them. Obviously, we have a global shortage. So I kind of was quite methodical and strategic and took my time. I settled into Sydney. I gave myself a bit of time off so that I could really work out what it is that I wanted in a role. And I have done a lot of personal kind of inner work, and that's an ongoing journey for me. But I was kind of at this point where I felt like I had a really good idea about what it is that I want from a new role. And boy, was I wrong. So I was looking for a nursing role that was non clinical. Because I feel like uh, my skills lie um, within a non-clinical space, i.e. leadership, change, quality and safety, digital health, something kind of at a higher level uh, whereby I can use my my master's experience and use my education and leadership experience and bring it all together. Sometimes in a nursing career, it's really hard to see how all of your different experiences might kind of come together as one. So I was trying to build that, that vision for myself so that I could have that in one job, which is probably the first learning is that, you know, not every role will cover everything that you want. Um, however, I, I went on this search and I partnered with some recruiters who were amazing. And I want to note that um, I am not bagging out the job, the workplace Are the recruiters at all in this podcast? Actually, what I'm doing is is talking about the fact that you need to be true to yourself, and that was the biggest learning from me. And I kind of got a little bit down in the dumps about it because I have put all this work into myself. I've put all this work into developing myself through NLP, through my experiences to date. Um, I I openly talk about the fact that I, as a nurse um, and as a human, work with a, a psychologist who, you know, helps me unpack some of the things that we go through in healthcare um, as clinicians. And I think that that's uh, something that we need to talk more about. I think that um, the the mental health impact of the role itself at a clinical level, straight up to executive is immense and more so than probably any other career um, outside of healthcare or teaching or something like that, or police fire um we we really do face everything in one day and it can be really confronting so that was um that's my kind of support network that I have to help me kind of transition and I, I highly advocate that if you if you need any support assistance um to seek you know a professional therapist to work through that there's no shame in that whatsoever it's been one of the best things that I've ever done so I started this process worked with the recruiter um worked with the a couple of different recruiters to try and find a role and a few roles came through and they were really still kind of clinical managerial roles which I know that I could have you know, slotted into nicely but they weren't really speaking to me as a real challenge and as you know I love a good growth mindset so I'm trying to find something that's really that I can sink my teeth into that's different. So then comes this role where I am offered this great position. I'm not going to talk about the employer, I'm not going to talk about the role specifically, but I got this amazing role that was non-clinical in an amazing setting, working with amazing people, really highly talented people that mostly were non-clinical. So I went from being clinical, surrounded by clinicians, to becoming non-clinical, but being the clinical expert in a space where there are 190 non-clinicians and I'm one of, you know, less than 10 clinicians. And that's a really interesting space to be. I found that really quite confronting. One, I felt like I couldn't relate to a lot of people because, you know, us nurses, we love good, we love a good old um, tea break chat about the code brown in room four and X, Y, and Z. So that was really interesting. And I Uncovered that I probably have this like underlying discomfort with telling people that I'm a nurse. It is just so bizarre. I think it's just because as a nurse manager I went through so much where I was, you know, abused verbally by a lot of relatives, um, that kind of shamed me a bit. Um, in terms of being a manager and you know, things people saying things like, you should be ashamed of yourself because this is your team and this is your ward and my dad didn't have his hair combed for two days in a row. I get it. Like, that's that's not on. Um, but those things over time sink in. As much as you maybe think that they don't, they do. Um, so I, I have that weird shame thing. And I'd be interested to hear if anybody else hasn't. But I'm super proud. I don't want to confuse people. I'm super proud of being a nurse. It's just that there's some triggers in my history when I'm like, Oh, hi, I'm a nurse. Because I can guarantee you, you can relate to this every person that you introduce yourself to and you say, hi, I'm Liam. Oh, I'm a nurse, yeah. And they say to you, oh, oh my goodness. Well, I've got this story. When my mum was in hospital, dot, dot, dot. And it's always a negative story. Usually a negative story, nine times out of 10. Um. So you're kind of sitting there going, oh my goodness, they did that? Oh, wow, that would never happen in my workplace. And you're like, maybe it would, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. So I landed this role. It was great. Amazing. It was kind of like the Facebook of healthcare. It's like the, the digital health equivalent of Google in Australia. It was just fantastic. And I was blown away by the the environment, uh, the, the people, the role itself and the the team. It was all excellent. But here's where I got stuck. First and foremost, I think I got a little stuck in my own head and I had a major dose of imposter syndrome. And for for those of you that listen, you know that I talk about imposter syndrome a lot. We all haven't. And it's about kind of taming that indiscriminate beast whereby you, you park it, you know, you're the student nurse that's starting placement and you're thinking, oh, I know nothing. COVID has wrecked all of my placements. Um, and I haven't been in clinic, clinical land for the last year. I feel like an imposter. I don't feel like I deserve to be here. Like that is something that I go through and continue to go through. And I'm more aware of it now so I can manage it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't come up. So the first thing was imposter syndrome, and that probably relates to the nursing. Do you know, I'm a nurse in a non-clinical space and I feel like I'm out of my depth. I just was sitting there at my desk praying for a code blue to go off like you know hoping that I could use my skills in in some way shape or form. Of course the role required me to use my clinical knowledge but develop different skills and that was a little bit confronting I guess. Um, In going into the role itself I also realized that I value so much having that chaotic engagement and interaction with my peers I went from being a nurse manager nurse educator having lots of people around me um you know putting out micro left right and center helping people develop working with patients and families um, working with the multidisciplinary team to an environment whereby I could go two or three days without talking And uh, you might have guessed that that's a problem for me. So I was just so conflicted. I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity. But I haven't spoken to anybody for three days. And I'd come home to my partner and I'd just waffle, waffle, waffle and, you know, offload for the day because I was like, wow, I need to chat, which is quite the opposite to when I was a manager. I'd come home and I'd be like, I don't want to talk. I have done nothing but talk all day. I don't want to talk. So that was another really interesting thing. Um, What else? My values. Although the organisation was fantastic, my values kind of sit around that kind of creativity space. That's why I like doing this podcast. It's one of the reasons why I started it was to give me a kind of creative outlet so that I can um, marry my love for healthcare with creativity nursing can be quite linear and evidence-based you can't really get too creative when you're putting in a a Foley catheter can you don't do that please um don't quote high performance nursing evidence by high performance nursing that was something that I thought wow creativity this role is going to give me that um and I got into it and I think the role would have given me that at some point but it wasn't going to be until maybe six to eight months down the line and that is something that I that I hold really closely and I really, really need in my day-to-day work. Um, and I guess you could argue and say, well, Liam, how did you find creativity in a nurse manager role? But what I found as a nurse manager was that I was always creating things. I was creating workflows. I was creating systems. I was creating processes. I wasn't, um, I, I was creating, you know, quality boards. I was rethinking um, signage and, and and that's kind of where the creativity came in. And um, that kept me going for a while, but I just couldn't see where the creativity was going to come in here for this, this role at this point in time. And that was problematic for me because although I have creative outlets outside of work, in work, I would like my values to be kind of integrated. So that was one thing. And then the other thing was realizing how much of a passion I have for leading people and serving others. Now, although in this space, I was going to be serving people just in a different way, um, you know, via online digital health, I think not having that that face-to-face interaction and not being able to see the impact that I'm having, only seeing data, just kind of was a disconnect for me. Those moments in nursing whereby you are sitting by the bedside, and you are holding someone's hand as they take the last breath that is powerful that is why we become nurses not because i want to feel great because i've done that because i've been for i've been there for someone in the, in the highest moment of need i've supported people through the most vulnerable times in their lives like you have and that is uh, priceless you know how many of us have gone I'm not going to take a break today not because I'm throwing a tanty and I don't want to do this anymore and I'm just trying to get the work done because you know there's just like this overwhelming kind of desire or power that's holding you that says no you you need to do this this is right you need to go and sit with this family and help them work through this this the news that they've just received and I think that missing part for me was just uh, just no deal. I, I can't do that. Um, I need to see the end results. And I realized, this is what is quite interesting, is I realized, even though I kind of knew this, because I haven't talked about this, but I did disc profiling, um, which is like a personality characteristic test profiling. I, I did this back with my coach about a year ago, and it was one of the best things that I've ever done. Because it helps show me that where I was in my nursing career profession um, was so far removed from what I naturally tend to enjoy as a human. As Liam, the human, <laughs> the individual, the non-nurse, I love creativity. I love um, that extroverted fun. Uh, I don't like to get caught in detail. I like big picture I like uh, no confrontation. Surprise, surprise! Don't we all? I like you know being curious. I like learning and doing and seeing a result there and then. What I learned in that process when I did my disc was that my job at the time was detail orientated. It was conflict orientated. Every day I was putting out fires. I was, you know, dealing with complaints. I was dealing with health minister complaints. I was dealing with staff, bullying staff. I was dealing with, you know, people shouting at me, dealing with relatives and patients trying to attack people. And that's uh, that's not okay. And that was a sign for me that I needed to learn more about myself and what motivates me. I was also spending a lot of time doing menial, you know, really um, in-depth tasks that I hate doing. I hate, hate doing. I, I'm not a Sudoku person. Rostering is a friggin' nightmare. Okay. <laughs> um, but being the manager that I was trying to be, and that authentic transformational manager and leader for my team, rostering was a critical component. I hated rostering. It friggin' drove me crazy. But it was so important to the staff because they had their life depended on it, literally. They needed a good roster from me um, so that they could live the life that they want to live. And I wanted to make sure that it, it was well balanced and that they didn't resent coming to work because Liam didn't give them any of their requests this month. Of course, you can't always do that. It's a balancing act. But... um. I just wanted to make that point that although something was really frustrating for me and it completely fell out of alignment with who I was as a a human non nurse, um, when I was in that nursing space, I had to adapt. And guess what? When you have to adapt for prolonged periods of time, guess what happens? You fatigue. You get worn down. You get frustrated. You get angry. For me, I put on weight. I lost my passion. I resented some of the tasks that I was doing and I resented the things that I loved doing. Um, I was miserable at home. So it really kind of took a hold on me and bringing it back to this role that I applied for, if you're sticking with me, I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but I think it's important to to kind of show you the kind of work that I've done and, and maybe you're in a similar situation. Um, coming back to this role, I realised that I was going to be stuck in the depths of data and information. And I just wasn't interested in that. And there was a significant component of the role that was clinical expert focused. And it's funny, I don't think that I'm a clinical expert. Uh, there's this misalignment with that phrasing. And I believe that as a nurse, my skills lie in leadership, in strategy, in change management, in quality and safety, in developing others. I call myself the nurse for nurses. I want to work with nurses and help them become better nurses by influencing their personal professional development. What I don't really love doing anymore is being the clinician at the front line with, you know, the. the or some knowledge about cardiovascular disease and understanding how it impacts everything about the patient. Yes, I, that information is important to me and I hold that and I continue to build on that as a, as a profession, a professional, but it's not what drives and motivates me anymore. So, It's been quite a journey going through that role. There's lots of things that I uncovered and I guess it comes back to this. The be-all and end-all was that I was not in alignment with who I truly am and it helped me realise what I really, really want in a role. Do I regret it? No. Did I put myself through some pain and suffering? Yes, I did. And again, that's a reflection for me to work through whereby I go... Well, I need to, um, I have a clearer understanding of what it is that I like in a role, what it is that I desire. And I just have to get more picky. And I have to work through that so that I can be in a place whereby I get most of the components of a role so that I feel content. I'm not going to get everything. Okay. I don't want that to be the message of today's podcast. I want you to realize that there is huge, huge value in doing the inner work, Getting to know what motivates you. Do some personality testing. There's a few links that I'll drop in the, the podcast description that are free, that are awesome. Do, do you know, a peer assessment. Ask people around you. What do you think I'm really great at? Ask your mentors on placement. Ask your managers. Um, ask them what your strengths and weaknesses are. Um, that's hugely valuable information that will help you identify and uncover what it is that you should be doing. And it's funny, do you know, I talk about this all the time. When I was a, a graduate nurse, I was so driven and motivated. I was desperate. Like, I almost wanted it there and then. It was ridiculous looking back. I wanted to be the director of nursing. I was like, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be the youngest Don and I'm going to do this. And I'm not saying that, do you know, as a big headed, like, I'm great. I just was driven. I was so motivated. And I still am to an extent. But it's funny how your career trajectory changes when you start learning more about yourself. I started nursing so young. I was 19 when I qualified. So, you know, 10 years later, I have got experiences that, you know, some people that have been in the profession 20 years haven't got. And, and you know, that's helped me get to the point where I am. And I've got to that nurse unit manager position. I've got to the educator position um, and I just go, is this really what I want? Do I really want, in the current state of healthcare, do I really, really want to, um, be the director of nursing? It, like, you know, I'm not sure. Um, but that's why I stopped, and I went, no, nope, I need to try different things. I need to, um really focus on my growth mindset and go to the place whereby I can find out what it is that motivates me. And I can happily say that my career coaching business, my career coaching with nurses, I love that. That is my bread and butter. Like my passion for learning and development and nurse development, empowering nurses to take hold of their careers and to learn from my mistakes and learn from the mistakes and learnings of others. I just... Cannot express how much that means to me. So I encourage you all to get deep, <laughs> get bloody deep and learn more about yourselves. Uh, do that inner work. Take the personality tests. Be aware of when you're in that fixed versus growth mindset that we talk about in the High Performance Nursing podcast. You'll be able to listen to that also. Be mindful of what it is in a role that you really really want um, and before you apply for the role before you go through the process do the research do the research so that you know that you're going into um, potentially a better situation yeah before you take that leap now just before we finish up I should have mentioned this I did all the pre-work I do what I, I did what I teach people to do which is call the manager, um, call the rec- the recruiter, ask the hard questions. I asked these questions um, and I still got into a situation whereby it wasn't the right fit. Does that mean I failed? No. It means that I was courageous enough to call the manager. I then was curious enough to ask the hard questions and I gave it a go and I tried. Some might argue and some have said to me, Oh, Liam, you can't assess anything in four weeks. But if something feels so out of alignment, it's like bullying. If you're at work and someone says to you, do you know, you're really crap. You're a crap nurse. FYI, I haven't had that said to me, but I've had something close to that be said to me by a manager. Do you know, that is that immediate gut instinct, that immediate like, I do not trust you. I am in self-protection mode. My guard is up and I'm watching you. Why would you want to, if you could? Why would you want to stay in that situation and put up with that? You wouldn't. You would take control. You'd hope that it would maybe pass over. You're not going to jump ship straight away, but you might give it a couple of weeks. And if it's not, if it's not changing, take the leap. You so know, your well-being, your values, your uh, mental health, your physical health, your self-worth is so much more important than a role that's not going to fulfill your needs. Yeah, we spend all day, all day at work fulfilling other people's needs. I want you to fill your cup up first. End of my TED talk today. (laughs) If you've enjoyed the podcast, please review. I know today was a little bit heavy, but I hope there's some gold there for you to take away so that you can really think about where you sit within your uh, professional development and your career. And maybe you're in a job right now that is not meeting your values. And guess what? God, that is such a great position to be in because you can take action, yeah? Action is what's gonna make that and transform that situation into something much healthier for you. So um, please, please take the action and uh, drop me a message. Let me know how you go. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you could leave a review and rate this podcast wherever you listen. Please feel free to tag us on social media and make sure you share it with your nursing peers so they don't miss out on all this goodness. Until next time my high performance friends, stay forever curious.